stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Get ready to talk some baseball. Welcome to the King's Corner Talking Baseball with Jim Layritz. From spring training to the World Series and beyond to the postseason, Jim and his guests tell it like it is and have all of the bases covered. Now, here's Jim Layritz. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon, wherever you may be listening from. Welcome back to the King's Corner. I am Jim Layritz, and we are talking baseball. During this time of year, baseball's a little bit slow, uh, especially this last week since we talked last week. Uh, this whole last week has been really, really slow, um, leading up to, of course, this weekend and next week's winter meetings in Dallas, Texas from the 5th to the 8th. But we do have some news. There are some teams that usually we wait till the, till the winter meetings to start doing these deals, but some teams are getting a jump on everybody else. And, of course, the Boston Red Sox, Beantown Bobby is now there. Bobby Valentine named as the Boston Red Sox manager for 2012. And very interesting, very interesting signing. I think the Red Sox wanted to get something done before they get to the winter meeting so they can get their coaching staff in order and start really figuring out how to turn this ball club around and and change some of the things that have been going on in, in Beantown over the last few years. So Bobby Valentine named the manager. It came down basically to him and Gene Lamont and, uh, of course, uh, Charrington, uh, Ben Charrington decided that this was the guy that he wanted to go with, the guy that he wanted to really turn this thing around. And I think it's a pretty good, pretty good deal. Um, you know, he's the kind of guy that uh, is a no-nonsense guy, and some of the stuff that may have been going on in that clubhouse he won't deal with. Um, so we have that to talk about. We also have some local stuff as far as the Angels go. The Angels, of course, getting Chris Ionetta in a trade with, by, with Tyler Chatwig. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. And, of course, with my guest today, I have Jose Tolentino, who, of course, was one of my former teammates in Mexico in winter ball, a very good friend of mine that I live out here in California with. He is the Spanish radio announcer, one of the radio announcers for the Anaheim Angels, or the Los Angeles Angels. I'm sorry, I'm still used to Anaheim. But for the Los Angeles Angels, and he'll be joining us to talk just about everything, about everything going on with this baseball. I'm sure he'll have his opinion about Bobby Valentine because he's been around Bobby before. Um, and uh, we'll talk to him about, you know, of course, the Angels. We'll talk about some of the other things going on in baseball with the winter meetings coming up. And, of course, uh, I am coming to you leaving today uh, for the winter meetings for myself to go there and talk to people and get, get a good idea of what's going to be happening this baseball season. So, sure enough, we will have plenty, plenty of news starting 
next week. So I think next Friday, uh, the show that we have will be, there'll be a lot of talk. You know, we've got so many things going on out there. Number one, we've got where is Albert Pujols going to wind up? Where is Prince Fielder going to wind up? And those are the, really the two big names. But you also have the pitching guys of C.J. Wilson, Roy Oswalt, some smaller names uh, that, that, you know what, usually during these winter meetings is when these things start to take place. And uh, I'm looking forward to getting to Texas and seeing what, uh, what's going to happen there. So uh, we'll look, look forward to next week's show. Uh, but this week we have a lot of other things to talk about and uh you know it's it's there's so many things happening so many things going on that this is where the rumor mills start the rumor mills start with where's this guy going to wind up where's that guy going to go everyone thinks that albert pujols is going to go back to st louis but the boston red sox are now talking the florida marlins have spoke to albert pujols and now now the rumor is possibly that the Los Angeles Angels and the Chicago Cubs might be interested. So this is one of the great things about uh, these kind of deals is there's a lot of teams that kind of talk about we're interested. I think a lot of it has to do with the fans. A lot of it has to do with uh, trying to keep them interested in what the, what the team is doing. Um, but this is where usually what I've seen over the past is when – all these names are out there. Usually it's somebody else that you don't expect that comes along at the last second that kind of lays in the weeds and waits to pounce on certain things. So, uh, you know, as much as Albert Pujols being 31 years old, looking for that nine or 10 year deal, um, I think there's going to be a lot of teams that shy away from it. Uh, possibly. Uh, just because of the age. And, you know, when you look at him and you look at a guy like Prince Fielder, who is very similar and, of course, younger, uh, a lot of teams may decide to go with Prince Fielder in a, in, in a long-term contract more so than, than Albert Pujols. So even though he is the biggest name on the market, I don't know if he's going to be the biggest in demand uh, just because of that age factor. But, uh, you know, that, 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 that's what's so fun about this time of year. It's we, we can make up stories, we can figure out things, we can uh, you know just figure out all these different things that are going to be going on. So, um, plenty to talk about, uh, and I think right now the most important thing is going to be to find out what the situation is going to be under the new collective bargaining agreement, which is something that we really haven't talked a whole lot about. Uh, you know, there's a lot of names. A lot of a lot of names will be changing teams. A lot of new managers. A lot of new GMs. But the state of baseball is changing too. And I think I'm going to talk to Jose a little bit about that today. About you know, here's a guy who's been around the league and been around the the announcing part of it and talked for many many years um, about all this uh, these situations coming up. And, and really, probably has a good opinion on how he feels about, of course, adding a new team possible realignment that they're trying to talk about making one side of the East coast, maybe the national league, the West coast, the, the American league uh, and things like that. So a lot of, a lot of things are going to be happening also at the winter meetings where we're going to be talking about this. I think some of the other things that were talked about at the GM meetings, some of the rule changes, some of the things that is replay going to become more of an issue. 
Are we going to use it for more things this year? Um, I know a couple, there were quite a few opinions coming out of the GM and, and, and managers meetings and owners meetings uh, back in, you know, back last month that uh, were question marks and that were going to have to be proposed to the union and discussed. And I think those are going to be discussed during the winter meetings also. And uh, we don't have to worry about a work stoppage. I think our work stoppage is, uh, is, is okay. But I do think that we may have to be concerned a little bit about some of the rule changes and some of the realignment things that are going to be happening over the next few months. So um, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that also. So, And uh, other news, other things happening. Uh, you know, the awards have been out since we talked last. Brian Braun, MVP. Uh, I think it surprised some some people. I think a lot of people thought Matt Kemp was going to be that uh, the shoe in after winning the triple crown and things like that. I think uh, you know that was a little bit of a surprise, but of course you know, the man had a tremendous year. Um, and then the other awards, the Cy Youngs have gone out. I think we talked about Justin Verlander. We've talked about Clayton Kershaw. Uh, congratulations to those guys. Uh, and really, now is the time, starting on Sunday is when the baseball season, I believe, officially kicks off. And that means the winter meetings. The winter meetings are, of course, December 5th to December 8th in Dallas, Texas this year. And uh, you could just tell that the networks, everybody feels like this is going to be one of the biggest off-season starts at this winter meetings because we have the MLB network going out there. We have... They're going to be doing 15 hours of live coverage from the, the winter meetings. And obviously, they're not going to do something like that unless they expect a lot of news happening. And I think that's what we're going to see. I think the biggest thing is a lot of people are sitting around waiting for some of the big names to be signed and, and see what happens there. And once that happens, uh, then, we'll, uh, then we'll be able to start doing some of the smaller guys and start putting the little pieces of the puzzle together as the GMs and the managers start rounding out their teams and, and finding out not the big names so much as the smaller names. So we're going to take a quick break right here, and we're going to come back at the top after this break with Jose Tolentino, the voice of the uh, Los Angeles Angels Spanish Network, and we'll be talking to him about all things in baseball. So coming back in just a minute. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Jim Lairitz is a two-time World Series champion, motivational speaker, and author of Catching Heat, a brutally honest book about the highs and lows of a professional athlete and life after baseball. Most people know Jim as a man who has always beaten the odds. Jim has never forgotten that with hard work, dedication, and God's power, 
one can overcome anything. Visit jimlayritz.com to get a copy of Jim's book or to schedule Jim for your next corporate fundraiser or event. The address again is jimlayritz.com. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. From high school to the pros, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're inside the King's Corner, talking baseball with Jim Lairitz. It's time to hear from you. Call in to our live show at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. You can also send an email to info at gemlayritz.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone, and thank you for joining me today on the King's Corner. You have Jim Layritz talking baseball. And, of course, like I just mentioned, my guest today is the host of the Fox Sports Deportes, the pre- and post-game show for the regular season and postseason, and one of my former roommates and teammates in Mexico. In Guaymas, Mexico. In, in Guaymas, Mexico. And it's, it's <laughs> Jose Tolentino. Jose, welcome to the show, buddy. Jim, how you doing? How's California treating you? You like it over uh, here? I tell you what, it's, it's great to be your neighbor again. I'm glad that we... Uh, after spending the time we did in Mexico after 15, 20 years to be reconnecting with you, of course, here out on the West Coast in California. And, and I'm loving it, buddy. I should have come out here a lot sooner. Uh, life is beautiful, and baseball just reunites good people. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So, Jose, tell me a little bit about what you've been doing and, of course, what, what your show is on Fox Deportes. Well, I'm, I'm basically your pregame show for every baseball game that happens on Fox Deportes. You know, we have two weekly games. We have uh, most of the postseason. Um, I do a little bit of the play-by-play, a little bit of the caller, but mainly now I became the host for the game, kind of like you are host for your radio shows. I'm the host for the TV game, and, and it's a lot of fun, you know, because you get to bounce it back from real baseball players, you know. You may be playing XBG League and everything. You know, it's just the dynamic is so much better. And then I'm doing the Angels, you know, in Spanish and some in English, too. So, So I'm having a fun life. I haven't... I haven't gone away from the game like you, you know. You know how all our all of our friends are always saying, Oh my god, I miss it so much. We miss playing, but we're fortunate that we're still in it. Exactly. Anytime you can stay around the game and it's, it's you know, I always say this, Jose, I'd rather be doing what I'd rather be talking about it than having to play it or coach it because it's much easier. <laughs> I haven't gone over <laughs> in about eight years. Exactly, exactly. So well listen. You know, you've been out here with the Angels, and we're going to talk a little bit about Angel baseball coming up. But, of course, we've got to talk about the big news of today, and that is Bobby Valentine heading to Beantown to take over this Boston Red Sox team, of course, which last year everybody thought this was the team to beat. This was going to be, and they, of course, just watching how things fell apart there and, and, the, and the way they ended their season, uh, and, of course, the new changes. And Tell me a little bit about what you know about Bobby Valentine and, of course, what do you think he's going to do, and is he the right fit for the Boston Red Sox? You know what, uh, Jim? I don't know if people know how big of a news this is. I mean, this to me is something that is going to bring us news for the next year and a half. I think Bobby Valentine is 
uh, how can I put it the way that when he sees me, he doesn't hit me? <laughs> she is a guy that is very tough to like. That's the way I would put it. I, I know playing against him, he rubbed me wrong. Uh, we already hearing the rumors of the players not liking him. I'm sure they're not true, but like they say, you know, if there's noise, means that there's water in the rocks, you know, so whatever you say. I think Bobby Valentine is going to be the wrong fit. I think the guy will get him excited for a while. But I, I don't know if Bobby, Bobby Valentine, like they say, can quit being Bobby Valentine, which what I mean is he kind of needs a team with prospects, a team that can take his show with Nisk, let me put it that way. He's, he's a guy that likes to be the show. And if he, he takes care of Boston, and he recognizes that Boston is bigger than, bigger than life, you know. I mean, to me, Boston is one of the all-time franchises, and I'm sure to everybody. If he recognizes that, and if he goes in there, and he can use that charisma that some fans like, and a lot of players don't like, if he can use that charisma to get people on board, I think he will be successful. I think he'll be successful immediately. Kind of like uh, Billy Martin. Remember in our times, Billy Martin? Oh, yeah. Yep. Win a championship, make everybody mad, and get fired. I think, yeah, I think so. I, I think you're right. I think one of the things that Bobby Valentine, you know, and, you know, really not so much the manager of him coming in as what he's coming into. And this is a clubhouse that seems to be in some turmoil. Some of these veteran guys were maybe taking advantage of Terry Francona and as, as much of a player manager as he was. Maybe this is, I think they, this is part of the reason they're going to bring in such a strong personality because they don't want necessarily the players to like the manager. They want them to respect him and maybe maybe be on guard a little bit because they're not going to be able to get away with as much as they did with Terry Francona. And you know what? The whole secret right there is going to be, yes, they bring in like a policeman. Uh, the secret is his first year. I think he's going to motivate him. He's going to make him mad. They're going to play because he's he's on you all the time. It's kind of like book buckholes. I mean, like, um, anyway, he's going to get on the top of you. Now, the secret is, if he's successful the first year, and I think successful might maybe win in the World Series, then he becomes more important than the players. If he's not successful the first year, it's history. Because to have that personality, you have to have a backup. And the backup only wins, give it to you in, in, a, in a stage like Boston. Yeah, I think so. I think one of the things that I, they have to really look for and. Is, is the fact that he's coming into a situation where, you know, you're in the strongest division in the American League East. you got the Yankees who always, you know, got a chance to do something or bringing somebody in. I think the biggest impact of, number one, getting him in as manager now, the winter meetings are coming up. They're going to have to go out and make some kind of impact on one or two players yeah. uh, to, to really change this team around and, and to, to just get somebody in there, you know, to, to really take over. And uh, I'd be curious to see who they may try to bring in. You know, they're losing some big names. You know, they've got some guys that have been around there, the Veritex, the Wakefields, those guys that are leaving that are free agents that may not be back. Uh, I'd be curious to see who they bring in. And I think that's going to be an important part for Bobby to, to be a part of, to make sure they bring the right players in there. You know how he could score points right away is convincing Bobby to stay. Because Bobby has been, public about it, he wants to leave, and I don't think you can get any better hitter than Poppy in a DH role. He looked like he was aging, and all of a sudden he finds new life, becomes a player that we all love watching, 
I tell you what, he's going into a great situation. Now, listen, I mean, if they would go Jim Larris instead of go manage the team we managed in New York last year, to go manage this team, I think we jump head first, won't we? I mean, this is a great situation. They have money. They got great players. He just needs to push the right buttons. I'm sure Crawford is going to become the player that we all think he could be because it seems to me, and you and I know him personal, Crawford was affected by the responsibility of that big contract. We've seen a bunch of times. Once you right. get situated, you know, it's different to play in Tampa than playing Boston. It happened to you in New York. I mean, New York just succeeded, but it takes a while. I, I am. think he's coming to a great situation. Is he going to make it better? Is he going to leave it alone? Or is he going to make it worse? And I think that he has potential to do all three. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, here's, here's my situation, what I think may happen. Bobby Valentine is now the, the manager of the Boston Red Sox. The, I look at the Boston Red Sox, they've got two glaring holes. They've got two possibilities where they can fill in somebody in right field and somebody at shortstop. And Bobby V, with his connections with the Mets, as close as he's been around the Mets, there's a free agent out there named Jose Reyes. That would be nice. I think nope. if you stick Jose Reyes in this lineup, in that place, I think you have the potential to really, really put a team that's going to compete with the Yankees. I, I, I believe so. If you put Reyes in there, you double your speed, which is a team that is not slow anymore. People keep thinking about Boston being the slow. No, they're not slow. They can run. They can play the game right. They keep saying this about Valentin, that he's going to bring this new play the game right. That's not true. When he was with Texas... They were not going first or third. They have a bunch of sluggers. I, I yeah. think, I, don't you think, I mean, they keep saying that he plays the game right. Yes, but he, he gets on people and gets the best out of people when those people need to be motivated. I hope this multi-million dollar veteran that they have been proving who they are time and time can take it. And what you're saying, they need those two players. You get, I mean, imagine Regis on the lineup and then a starter. I will give a service the chance. I will get Bart a chance. But like you're saying, if they bring an impact player like, like Jose Reyes, the guy that is smiling all the time, he's always early to work. Yeah, that, that can turn it around more than Bobby Valentine can do. Yeah, we'll be curious. I'll be curious to see what they do. And, of course, the winter meetings are coming up here December 5th to December 8th next week in Dallas, Texas. And, you know, one of the things I've, I was talking about earlier before I brought you on, Jose, was the winter meetings are always interesting. It's it's kind of like the kickoff to what the season, where, where the deals are starting to be made and some of the things that are going on. And let's switch a little bit right now to talk about what might be coming up during these winter meetings. And I want to first talk about the biggest free agent on the market, and that's Albert Pujols. And what do you see with him, and what have you been reading about him as far as where you think he may end up? You know what? I I... Two, three days ago, I was talking to a couple of players. I'm good friends with Ron Washington. We played together with the Houston Astros. Yep. And I asked him. I asked Ron Washington. But he looked at me like, what do you know? So I knew I knew something right then. I told him, I said, wait a minute. I'm not on the air. We're just talking. I think, I think Pujols could end up in Texas. But what I think they're leaning for is Springfield. Now, if I had Pujols, in my team, I would give him anything he needs. I think the Cardinals are making a mistake if they don't keep him. I think Chicago uh, uh, Cubs should take him because right there, all, all of a sudden, you become a team that three agents are going to take serious. And I think, and you and I played the game for 100 years, I have never taken the Cubs serious when they say they're going to try to win, have you? 
No, never, never. I have never. So you bring Pujols in, you bring him in with, what do they say, $27 million a year? Oh, my God. Yeah. So $225 million eight years? You give him eight years, you give him whatever. I would give Pujols whatever. You know why? They're talking about he's getting old, yes. I'm thinking in the next four years, he's going to be the same player. The player that I remember reading about, he is the best. He has put together the best 10 years anybody has ever. I mean, he, he has more home runs than Hank Aaron, more RBIs than Stan Musial. He has better batting average in the first 10 years than Tony Gwynn. That's on there. And he scored more runs than Ricky Henderson in his first 10 years. This guy is the god of our generation. You bring him no. in. Yeah, let's say the last four years of his contract is not that good. But what is he going to be doing in the last four years? He's going to be breaking records. So those breaking records have the image of the team that signed them. And the image in eight to ten years is going to be worth more money that they spend on him. So I think to have, gosh, excuse me for, for saying this, but to have the Babe Ruth of the 21st century is worth a lot of money because you're, I mean, Pujols is going to be breaking records and it's going to be in the year 3000. It's still going to be on TV. I think that's worth a lot of money. I don't know about you, but... You know, I think an image of somebody with a with a world that we're going into and we are right now that it's all media and you know, we're probably gonna have TVs inside of our brains all you know, by the that year. I don't know. It's it's worth a lot of money, this guy. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. Listen, we're gonna take a quick break, we're gonna come back and you mentioned Prince Fielder and a couple other names. We're gonna talk more free agency, more things like that when we come back. So we'll be back with you in just a minute with Jose Tolentino. Thank you. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Jim Lawrence is a two-time World Series champion, motivational speaker, and author of Catching Heat, a brutally honest book about the highs and lows of a professional athlete and life after baseball. Most people know Jim as a man who has always beaten the odds. Jim has never forgotten that with hard work, dedication, and God's power, one can overcome anything. Visit JimLayritz.com to get a copy of Jim's book or to schedule Jim for your next corporate fundraiser or event. The address again is JimLayritz.com. If you're looking for a radio show about boxing, you usually can't find one until you stop by the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to Outside the Ring with former world lightweight champion and U.S. Olympian David Diaz. We'll deliver the knockout punches with our guests as we go inside the minds of today's top fighters. We'll throw in discussion of other sports as well from time to time. Outside the Ring with David Diaz airs every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time noon pacific on the voice america sports channel the fans now have a voice to speak their mind no holds barred they need a bitch's ass and then move oh, on i just, I just think that the coach made a mistake oh, crazy <laughs> nfl mlb nba nhl speak up speak up or forever hold your mouth we ain't playing around here voice america sports You're inside the King's Corner, talking baseball with Jim Lairitz. 
It's time to hear from you. Call in to our live show at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. You can also send an email to info at gemlayritz.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. Of course, we are talking free agency with the winter meetings coming up December 5th to the 8th. Everyone is wondering. Everybody is predicting, and no one really knows. But, hey, this is what makes it fun. This is what makes baseball radio uh, is to be able to talk about these guys and where we would think they may end up. And, you know, what? we have our opinions. We, have, we would like to hear yours. So anytime anybody wants to call in at one 888 346-9144 call in and if you want to email me during the week email me, email me at info at jimlayritz.com and I will take your emails and like I told you before starting after the winter meetings we will be taking the emails and we will bring on an email caller once a week to talk about their opinion and what, they, what they've emailed me to talk about it. And if it's about a player or about a certain individual, if we can get that player on, we may have a face-to-face conversation with someone. So some of the things that we're trying to add to the show to make it a little bit more fun for you fans. So, But right now we're back with Jose Tolentino. And Jose, we've been talking about Albert Pools and some free agents. You know, we talked about him possibly, we, you know, during the break, you and I just got done talking a little bit about what we thought. You know, we think Albert Pujols is going to wind up in either Chicago or St. Louis. This is a situation where it's the same league. He's comfortable. He's going to be the name. Uh, you know, and, and you talked about just in the number one, his credentials will be good anywhere he goes. But really, the best fit for him is to stay in that division and be with that 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 team, one of those two teams, and uh, you know, just just for the comfortable. But you mentioned. Texas. You mentioned Prince Fielder. Let's talk a little bit about Prince Fielder and let's figure out where we, I think he's going to fit in. You know, let's, let's first talk, talk off. Do you think Texas is the best place for Prince Fielder, of course, in his age and what he's able to do with the bat down there in those, in those uh, elements down there in Texas? He is uh, 27 or 28 years old. I think he's 27. Yep, 27. 27 years old. Uh, I think Pujols is an image, but if you want somebody to impact, to, to take over the, the spots that you need, I don't see any better fit than Prince Fielder at Texas, period. I mean, uh, they say they were trying to take Adrian Gonzalez. Adrian Gonzalez, I think he blocked that, that trade because he didn't want to go back to the Rangers, the people who didn't believe on him. I think Prince Fielder would be perfect. Uh, Hey, Jim, you played in that stadium. I mean, you, you hit a nice fly ball to right field. That ball is gone. Yeah, so, it's a bad box. So, it, it, I mean, it, 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 it's, it's the reason, you know, how everybody was surprised about Alex Rodriguez going there. Well, it, other than the reason that they offer him $60 million more than anybody else, Alex Rodriguez goes the other way real nice. And if you, you can go the other way right there on that field, they can pitch you in, they can pitch you away. The way Prince Fielder pulls the ball, I think it pulls the ball better than any left-handed hitter in the big leagues. I, it will be perfect. That guy is just perfect, and now you have a problem all the way through seven or eight hitters in that lineup. Yes, I, if I'm Prince Fielder, I'll go there, and if I was Texas, I'll bring him there. Prince Fielder would love playing. Well, and like you mentioned, you've talked around Washington a little bit, and it, it's a situation where, you know what, he – this is a – 
Hello. Yeah. This is where basically this is where Texas has gotten close two times, uh, you know, to, to win in the World Series. And this is a player you bring in. You're making a statement to the rest of the league that says, "Listen, Nolan Ryan has taken over as our, you know, our owner, general manager, or whatever, and he is wants to win a championship." And bringing in since they've already started to improve the pitching in Texas. Adding another bat like this, I think you just say to the American League West, come get us because we are the team to beat. Oh, they, they, the American League West is 100 years behind this team. I mean, that's, I, mean I mean, I know I'm, I'm part of the Angels. I, I love the Angels because what Ari Moreno has done there, they have great stuff. They try to do it, but I think right now is the, the moment for the, for the young people in Texas. These guys have great young talent. Now they move Nescali Feliz to starting rotation. They got to me before he got hurt. Jordan Nathan, to me, was the best stopper with all the respect that Mariano Rivera deserves. I think Jordan Nathan was really complicated. He had all pitches. He got the change up. He has all kinds of things. His velocity came back. You and I know, and everybody in baseball know, that Tommy Jones surgery is almost like a tune-up, and you almost get new parts. I think it's a great move. I think Prince Fielder is the key. And I think this team... With the millions of dollars they have to spend now, and being the only really valuable team in the Midwest as far as American League, I think this team can spend money all time, all time long. So they can give Prince Fielder all the money he needs. Right, I think so. I think, you know, like I said, and they're they're so close. They're they're that one player away from making a difference. And you know, you look at you look at some of the things that they have there, and you know, it, it's. I don't know. To me, it's it's a good fit. It's it's whether or not you feel like this guy is going to fit in your clubhouse more than anything else. And everything that I've heard about Prince Fielder it, 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 amongst his teammates, I mean, you could just see the way those guys in Milwaukee. You know, it kind of reminded me of 1995 when we knew Don Mattingly. This was his last year with the Yankees. We wanted to win so badly because of the guy that he was in our clubhouse. It reminded me of watching those Milwaukee Brewers this year, of wanting to win this thing and give Prince Fielder that send-off because they knew he wasn't coming back. You know, it, it's funny, and I bring Bobby Valentine again. You know, he has a smirk that at least it rubs a lot of people wrong. Prince Fielder has the attitude that everybody wants to see him. He's always smiling. He's a kid. He, he does weird things when he hits home run. He may be overdoing it against the other pitcher, but I'll tell you what. You can see what you're talking about. You can see that the teammates love him. You can see he's having fun out there. This kid is a kid that grew up in a baseball field. He's having fun. Oh, he's talking about growing up. I think he's from Arlington, too. Am I right? Yes, he is. Okay, so there is another one. It's tilting. It's tilting that way. And and like you're saying, you know, they're, they're one player away from winning a championship, and they just took away three runs by bringing Joe Nathan in. And they just can add three runs in every game by bringing Prince Fielder in. So that's that's a swing of three runs, six runs each way that they can win you those ball games. Right, exactly. And I, and I, I think I, I just think, like I said, they they've done such a great job. Now, let's let's besides talking about that, since we're talking about Texas, and we've talked about how their pitching has improved. They have a major free agent who's been a big part of them, too, and that's C.J. Wilson. And, you know, C.J. has been right out here in our back door the last couple of days out here in Anaheim. He's met with Jerry DePito and, and the Angels, and they're talking to him pretty seriously. Uh, what about C.J. Wilson, and where do you think he may wind up? You know what? I got a split decision in my mind with Wilson because 
the angels were going through a very period of winning, uh, uh, um, a winning couple of years. They had bad years. They're going to play against Texas. I, I deeply believe that C.J. Wilson doesn't think he's going to tilt it in favor of the Angels, even though that would bring him four quality pitchers. That would be a great starting pitcher. Huh? But, but they still need a lot of pieces. C.J. Wilson wants to win. I don't know if you get that picture, too, but this guy wants to win. And he's not going to be able to win against Texas Rangers with the team the Angels have. Now, the same thing I was talking about, if the Cubs sign Pujols, that tells all the free agents, hey, we're serious about winning today because we're not going to spend this million, millions of dollars and not go get more people. So all the free agents start coming in. Now the guy, Ayanera. Yes, Ayanera is a good receiver. I don't know you as a catcher if you like him. He does stick the ball nice. He receives well. It looks to me like he had a tough staff to, to deal with over there in Colorado. be much easier to veterans on this side. But I don't think the Angels have made the impact saying, hey, we're going to go get this guy because we're going to win. I think they need a third baseman, they need this, they need that. And they haven't done that. So I don't know if C.J. Wilson, even, even though he's from Long Beach or, or around that area, I don't know if he'd rather drive 20 minutes to work or stay in Arlington, with, which probably they're going to give him a multi-million dollar contract too, you know, and, and win right away. I don't know. I don't know what's well, going on. Well, exactly. Exactly. Well, I think I think the biggest thing too with C.J. Wilson coming to Anaheim or Los Angeles Angels, you know, you you got to look at the staff that you're bringing in, and this is this is C.J. Wilson's year to cash in to make that big money. Uh, his agent number one is not going to take anything. You know what they call the, I don't think the hometown discount, because there's the only way the Angels sign him, the only way the Angels bring him in. I mean, Jose, seriously, look at the staff that they have. This is a number four starter on this staff. And no, are you going to pay Yeah, are you going to pay that kind of money to bring in a number four starter uh, who's, who's not going to, you know, like you said, he's going to round out your rotation and make it very strong. But is he willing to take that discount? And I don't think he is. And I, and I, I just don't see, see that fit for him here. You know what? I didn't think about that. That's a point of view that I wasn't thinking about. Yeah, he's going to make the staff better. But your need to win in the division is not pitching. you got all the pitching you need, especially starting pitcher. You need a third baseman. You need this. You need that. I mean, it's like it's, it's a bunch of uh, utility players playing different positions for the Angels for the last two years. I, I, I love your point that you're saying, hey, wait a minute. Are they going to give him all that money to be the number four starter? I don't think they are. No, I don't think so either. I think that that would be, you know, like I said, it, it's it's C.J. Wilson's year to cash in. He's not going to take a hometown discount for anybody. You know, he did go to he did go to Loyola Marymount. He, he grew up here and went to high school here. Uh, but at the same time, you know, it's one thing that every all the fans say, "Oh, yeah, that would be great." You know, everybody wants to play for their hometown. Well, Jose, you know, as a former player. Sometimes playing in your hometown is a big disadvantage because now all of a sudden everyone comes out of the woodwork. Everyone wants to be your buddy. Everybody wants to say, oh, can you leave me tickets? And it becomes sometimes more of a hassle than it does, than it does a benefit. So I think uh, that that may not work to the, the Angels' advantage either. Yeah, sometimes you don't want to be around your in-laws. You, don't exactly, you remember Chuck Finley when you played with him? Oh, yeah. Oh. How bad was he at Texas? Because everybody from New Orleans would come up to see him. Everybody from Texas. All his buddies would come see him. I'm willing to say he has 
a tremendous bad record at Texas. I bet you it's way under 500 he said his record at Texas. When he dominated that team when they came here. No, no, it's a problem. It's a problem. And, and sometimes you want to get away. And, you know, I know your friends and all that, but really, this guy loves Texas. He loves Ron Washington. Everybody says how right they were about making C.J. Wilson a starter. No, no, no. It was a meeting. C.J. Wilson had the guts, and which I admired so much, to tell Ron Washington, hey, I want to be a starter next year. And Ron Washington told him, if you prove to me that you're a starter, you will be a starter. So there's that communication. You know, I mean, it's, it's a completely different atmosphere. You know that. You, you've been here and you've been there. I, and and it, what is Texas saying? I, I don't even know what Texas is saying to C.J. Wilson. Are they just sitting back to wait for him to come back or, or what's going on there? Yeah, exactly. I think they're just sitting back waiting to find out what other teams are willing to offer before they pounce in there. So, all right, well, listen, we're going to take a quick break real quick. We're going to come back because we have been talking some Angels baseball. We're going to talk about, of course, their new GM, and we're going to talk about Chris Iannetta joining the Angels. So we will be right back in one minute talking Angels baseball. school to the pros we, we cover, everything. cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports jim larence is a two-time world series champion motivational speaker and author of catching heat a brutally honest book about the highs and lows of a professional athlete and life after baseball most people know jim as a man who has always beaten the odds Jim has never forgotten that with hard work, dedication, and God's power, one can overcome anything. Visit JimLayritz.com to get a copy of Jim's book or to schedule Jim for your next corporate fundraiser or event. The address again is JimLayritz.com. What if there was a program that brought the best in sports and the best of entertainment together in one place? It can be done, and Darnell Autry proves it every week on Outside the Spotlight. In this program, athletes and artists come together to share their success stories, hobbies, professional projects, and more that will interest not only the sports fan, but fans of entertainment and other human interest stories. If you have something you want to ask your favorite athlete or entertainer, listen for Outside the Spotlight, Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Sports. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bitch his ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're inside the King's Corner, talking baseball with Jim Layritz. It's time to hear from you. Call in to our live show at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. You can also send an email to info at jimlayritz.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. And once again, we are t- we just got done talking free agents. We've been giving you our predictions and our our thoughts with Jose Tolentino, of course, 
of Fox Deportes Sports. And uh, Jose, let's turn our attention to a little bit more locally for you and I. I mean, we both live out here in, in uh, su- Southern California, Orange County. And of course, the Angels, the Padres, and the Dodgers are out here. You and I, of course, most of our talk is about the Angels because we spend a lot more time with them. And, of course, you doing the Spanish radio for the Angels are around them all the time. Let's talk a little bit about what's been going on with them this offseason. And, of course, the first thing to talk about is Jerry DePito. Uh, Jerry DePito coming over and being the new GM. Tell me a little bit about what you know about Jerry and how do you see and what do you feel about him coming in here and and what he's going to be able to do with this ball club. You know, I, I like him. I like DeVito. I think um, he's going to bring a lot of knowledge. He's a guy that has been up and down after he played. I played against him. I played with him a couple of times. Uh, he's been in every aspect of the game, you know. I mean, he, the only thing he hasn't done is clean shoes in the clubhouse. He has done <laughs> I mean, I like that. I like a guy that I think the last general manager was very good in personalities. But, gosh, I think you, you have to know what we go through. I know what I went through in 15 years of playing professional baseball. Lord knows you know what you went through. I mean, I had my problems in my marriage. I had this. I, I went over for 20, and then all of a sudden I hit the ball. And, you know, you have to know what's going on. And that's what this guy brings to the table. I think now Mike Sosha has somebody to bounce his ideas in a baseball sense. You know what I mean? Because right. used to, I feel like there, there were a lot of ideas lost. There was a process going on, and all of a sudden there would be completely empty, that process, and it looked like they, somebody forgot what they were trying to do. You know, there would be surprises. You know, I, w- I would see the logical part of it, the angels, and all of a sudden it didn't happen. So I think he's going to keep that logic in baseball. He is part of this modern era that, that I'm not used to it yet, you know, the modern numbers and all that stuff. But the the Billy Ball? <laughs> the Billy, yeah, that, that I'm not agreeing with it, unless you don't want to win the championship. But he brings, he's a baseball player. He's a, he's a baseball player, and he's a guy. You know him? Do you know him, too? I've he's met him a few guy. times, yeah. yeah. He's a guy. He's just like me and you. He's a guy who's going to sit down, and he's going to, if he needs to cuss, he's going to cuss. If he doesn't need to cuss, he's not going to cuss. If there's a lady around, he's going to treat her like a lady. He's a guy that is going to be definitely what he needs to be, and I think that's what the, the, the angels need right now. They need a chain of command that, that goes from top to bottom, not just a place that the ideas don't bounce back. You know what I mean? So I like him. I think he's done amazing things uh, uh, with the pitching staff in, in Arizona, for example. He knew how to push the right buttons. Uh, in one, you know what I like about him? Every time one of his teammates gets a job, they pull him with him. Have you noticed that? That yes. means that that guy was a great team. Right. That tells a lot about yourself. So this guy is, is a guy that people like. It's a guy that people trust. And believe me, Mike Socha, to my knowledge, okay, which is very bad knowledge, I'm just making things up, he runs this team. <laughs> well, I agree with you. I think that's been you know, everyone's talk out here since I've moved yeah. out here. You know, they've said, listen, if you really want to get in with the Angels, you get in with Mike Socha because, you know, he's been there 13 years. He's not leaving anywhere soon. And he basically, you know, it, it calls most of the shots. And uh, I think you're right. I think the with Tony Riggins, I mean, of course, Tony's done a, did a great job as the minor league coordinator for so many years uh, from what he did for that. But as the GM, I think he was kind of handcuffed a little bit because he didn't have that baseball knowledge as much as or as, as that baseball knowledge of being a player. 
And I mm-hmm. think maybe there was a little disconnect between him and Soch uh, as far as that goes. And, of course, Jerry DePito will be able to, to bridge that gap. And I think you'll see a much better tandem of two guys working together uh, when, when this happens. Well, you know what I've seen in my days playing with the Houston Astros? I remember trades with the Cleveland Indians and stuff like that. When we talk baseball, when you and I go eat, we're talking in a different way even about a, an enchilada that's in front of us. You know what I mean? We right. can have right. a quesadilla, and we talk in a certain way about that quesadilla. How do you like to receive a phone call from a guy that is not going to see your point of view as a baseball player? So how am I going to trade Jim Larritz for Jose Tolentino when, when one is right-handed or the lefty? You know, and you know as well as I do, there are certain favors that general managers do to each other. Like, you know what? This year I'm going nowhere. Here. Take whoever you want, but you owe me one. You're not going to owe one with somebody that you know is not going to be around for a while. You know what right. I mean? Those things, those certain things that we know that goes on, but we can't say it goes on, it couldn't happen before. Now, Mike Sosha rose the team, and he took this guy in. Why? With Mike Sosha, to me, is one of the best personalities in the game. I know the guy very well. I think very few people can manage the team, be as smart as it is on the field, adapt to different personalities, but don't let the player take over the team. In a high market, I mean, there's millions of dollars down there. He doesn't let him take over. And at the same time, he can, he can manage to do trades and stuff like that. I think Mike Soja is, is a freak of nature in baseball. And he needed a guy like this as a general manager that they can tell him, no, wait a minute, Mike. This is how I think should be done. And Mike's going to see it and go, wait a minute, that's right. You are the boss. You're the chain of command. Well, and I think so. And I think Sosha's, you know, he's, he's an old-time man. You know, he's the old, old school kind of guy. And, you know, like you said, Jerry DePito is, is a little bit more modern day and, and is going to use this system to, to help out. But I think Jerry also is not going to use it to a point where Mike Sosha feels like, okay, what is this guy talking about? You know, I think it's going to be a combination of using some of those statistics and those things that you know maybe have come more into the game now, but also the fact that Jerry has been a player. Uh, Mike is going to be a little bit more comfortable with maybe Jerry suggesting certain things, uh, you know, to make that chain of command a little bit more uh, unified between the two, the general manager and the, and the manager of the team. So I think that's going to be a big improvement. And well, yeah, as we talk about that, of course. This week, we've had one of the first moves made by this combination of the general manager and manager, and that was a situation, Jose, that was really a sticking point for the Angels all season last year, and that was the lack of offense in the catching department. And, of course, the lack of offense as a team in whole, uh, but most of all, the big glaring sign was catching. And even though... Mathis was a great defensive catcher, and Social loves defensive catchers. I think they've admitted by making this move that, you know what, we need somebody that, okay, we'll give up maybe a little bit of a defense to get a lot more offense out of. You, you know what I think? I think Chris Ayanera is going to take it to the next level. He is going to become a very defensive, very good defensive catcher. Everybody knows that Mike Social can make catchers. I remember when, when Benji Molina got here. It, he was a little kid, sit on the back of the bus, wouldn't say anything. He got his personality out. He gave him the confidence. He taught him everything you know. You talk to Blanco, he taught him everything you know. Catchers that, that stay in the catching position, 
for years have gone through Mike Socha. I think Ionera can, can benefit definitely from Mike Socha knowledge. Um, I remember one day Mike Socha came back. I, I left the Angels for a while. I, I was doing, you know, Fox longer, and I was doing all the things. I came back one day to interview him, and he told me, I miss your buddy, Mike Benji Molina. No? You know why? Because I have to think about everything now. And that's the truth. He needs somebody that can think. And I get the picture that Chris Ionera can think on his own. He's not so scared. He took over the pitching staff. He played, I think, 90% of the games in the last two, three years. So he's a guy who's going to take 112 games last year in Colorado, which if you can catch in Colorado, you can catch anywhere. Right. I think Ionera, and you remember when he first came to the big everybody was talking about how many home runs he's going to hit. And that comes with maturity, don't you think? You learn your staff. It's an easier staff to catch. Your mind is going to be more in focus. And you're going to start hitting more. I think this is a great, it's a good move. It's a move that, you know, you could have brought somebody better. You could have done, but I think it's a good move. Well, I think so. And I think that's what everybody's pointing out. And I think that's what Jerry DePito and Sosha saw was, here's a guy that, you know, is, 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 is now at the point where, you know, I, I remember coming up as a catcher, you know, when they put me behind the plate, I, you know, and I was an offensive catcher, but still, when I first started catching, it was a matter of learning the pitching staff. It was a matter of getting to know. And, and when you have a young pitching staff like he did in Colorado, his, oh, main focus, his main focus had to be on the pitching staff. It couldn't be so much offense. Well, God, you, you bring him here, and you've got Weaver. You've got Heron. You've got you know, uh, Santana. Uh, Santana. And you've got the, 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 back, the back of the bullpen, you know, this is a situation for him, I think, is ideal because now he can come in here. He has established that he's, he, he can call a game. He can do this. He has the trust in these guys. But now he can start concentrating a little bit more offensively. And, you know, I know he had 14 home runs last year. Not a lot. But like you said, this is a guy that's just developing into a hitter, into a power hitter. And as you know, Jose, just like I did, you come up in the beginning, you're feeling your way through. Once you yes. get past that second or third year and you get that comfortability, you, you're comfortable in your staying, you can start doing things and mature into a much more power hitter. And I think that's what you're going to see in Chris Iannetta. And you know what? He's fortunate because, you know, when, when somebody has to push that button, you've got to get that opportunity. And he's fortunate that he's ready to mature and he's coming to probably the best catcher. The, the best manager catcher you can have, like Sosha. So I think he's very fortunate to come here. And you know, another thing that you were touching on that I want to I put it in my, my own way with exactly the thing you were saying. You have personalities. They are already settled. You know who Weaver is in his mind. You know who Danny Heron is. You know who Santana is. Before the game starts, you know who you have to be as a catcher. You know Weaver, you have to... Um, do this mentally to take him through. Um, Danny Heron, you got to wake him up in the fourth inning. Uh, Santana, you got to make sure he comes down because in between pitches he can get excited. You know exactly what your game plan is. With with Ovaldo and all those guys, I mean, you you had no idea what to do because they didn't know who they were. Exactly. Well, that's, huge. that's huge. Now I don't have to prepare the last 45 minutes before the game, I don't have to prepare. I can go hit on the tee. I can go hit in the cage and, and get ready for my offensive game or go move my feet to throw the second. It's, it's huge. It's huge that, 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 that what you're talking about. 
Right. Yeah, I, mean, I tell you what, it's going to be interesting for us, Jose. I'm going to look forward to this Angel baseball season. And, you know, you and I being so close to him and being around, uh, we're going to have a lot to watch this year. So, well, listen, I appreciate you giving me time today. We are definitely going to be bringing you back you know, now that we're local to, with each other. Uh, you know what? We, uh, we'll start doing a little bit more of this together. It's always nice to have someone else who, you know, who's around to talk to. So I appreciate you joining me today, and uh, we will talk with you soon. All right, buddy? Hey, thank you for having me, and hi to all the guys that I play with. <laughs> all right, Jose. Thank you so much. And uh, like I said, this is, uh, it's been a great day. We've got a lot to talk about. We have the winter meetings coming up in December, this, this week, December 5th, December 8th. Lots of movement, lots of things. So next week when you join me, you will hear probably some new moves, some new things. And I think by next week, Albert Pujols may have a home. Prince Fielder may have a home. A lot of new news will be happening. So please join me next week, next Friday from 9 to 10 specific time. You will be seen, you will be heard on Jim Layritz, the King's Corner, talking baseball. We'll be back with you next week. We're safe for another week. Thanks for tuning in to the King's Corner, talking baseball with your host, Jim Layritz. We can't wait to have you come back next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have a great weekend. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.